going on ladies and gentlemen it's your boy enigma back with another past and present review episode and today we're going to talk about the season or limited series on hbo and hbo max known as we own this city we own this city is made by the creator of the wire david simon and i'm not sure how many people know how great david simon is um, it started way back with The Corner. Now, I didn't really know how good David Simon was myself when I first got into The Wire. I believe The Wire is the greatest show in television history. So when I heard he did The Corner, I had to back watch that because I know that came out first. And there were some other series that he did that I didn't actually check out. But one thing I like about David Simon is he's very gritty with everything that he shows. Like he tries to use a lot of residents in the area as um, extras or give them lines or really people who know the area to make it as authentic as possible. The Wire, which is a series that's actually taught in several universities, is just the perfection of a television show. You had the great characters, you had the great surroundings, and it was real. I like a lot of things, even though it was fictitious, a fictitious story, everything about it was real. And that's what made the show so great. I mean, yeah, they're talking about Baltimore, but you can talk about New Orleans. You can talk about Detroit. You can talk about L.A. You can talk about New York. Basically, all anything that you can see about corruption, the drug game and anything like that, you can actually talk about it based off of this show because it's all the same. This one just took the wire just took place in Baltimore. David Simon also did uh, Treme, which was based out of New Orleans. And some of that, it wasn't definitely not as good as The Wire. He did his best um, to do a lot of the local traditions. And sometimes it was a little pandering for us people who are actually from New Orleans. So I started to wonder, did the people from Baltimore feel like that too when they did The Wire? But who knows? Um, it was still a good show. It was definitely interesting. And he definitely had a lot of authenticity with that show as well. And then he also did The Deuce, which is one of my favorite shows about the uh, New York um, prostitute ring. And back in the days, um, how Times Square was just a red light district and before it became a tourist attraction. It's kind of crazy there because I've been to New York since watching The Deuce. And it's like, man, all this stuff was going on in Times Square. And they just really erased all that. A lot of it's been moved to the Bronx since then. But, you know, it is what it is. So I say all that to say, when I heard that this We Own This City limited series was coming out, I was excited. I said, oh my goodness, we're going to revisit uh, Baltimore. It's a city that he knows very well. Um, we're going to revisit time, I guess, well not time, but um, life after The Wire. So let's see how much have things have changed. And it was very exciting. I was only, you know, upset that they were only going to do six episodes of this thing because I thought they could have probably opened up another series. But this series here, it's a little different. Um, it's based off of reality. Not saying that The Wire wasn't based off of reality, but this is like an actual story about the uh, gun trace task force and the corruption surrounding it. And this was all in the news. This was like a legit thing. And a lot of the characters that they use in the show are real life, actual characters, people, police officers who were doing the dirt. So 
This one was a little different. You know, like I said, The Wire, Treme, The Deuce, they all had different situations that were based on um, stories, realities, and things like that. Whereas this one is actually based off of a real life situation. So just kind of jumping in it like that. It was a, it wasn't as good obviously as the wire or some of the other shows now did it have its relevance yes um but there was a lot of different things that i liked about it and a lot of different things that i didn't like about it so let's talk about some of the things i liked about it first so the gritty storytelling obviously is awesome it's always going to be awesome because that's what david simon does he basically makes a show makes it gritty and one of the things i was joking about is i really don't understand why baltimore keeps giving this man permits to film there <laughs> i mean it's just me because every time he does anything about baltimore he really rips that city up and yet baltimore continues to lot i guess legally they can't but I don't know, maybe I'll make it a little harder for them. You know, that's just me. But yeah, if I'm a politician or police commissioner or whoever in Baltimore, I don't really think that I would actually want David Simon filming anything else in my city about my city because he makes them look bad. And that's what the gritty storytelling does. He doesn't hold any punches. He shows police corruption at its finest. Well, I guess you won't call it its finest. It's worse. And, you know, it, it really begs the questions because let's talk about, you know, we, we've seen The Wire. We've all seen The Wire. The Wire, I think I saw something that said The Wire is 20 years old today, which is crazy when you think about it. 20 years old and still one of the best shows ever. I still watch um, repeats of The Wire now when I'm working out. And you would think after The Wire came out, people would see Baltimore and be like, you know what? We need to get our stuff together, especially the politicians, especially the cops. And here we are. They're talking about the um, gun trace task force and the corruption. And it went down. A lot of the story was in 2017 and before when all this was going on. So obviously nothing has changed in Baltimore. If anything, it's gotten worse since the Freddie Gray thing, which they talk about a lot in this uh, film. So I don't know. It, it just, I like the gritty storytelling and things like that, but there were, you know, the, the vibe just wasn't wire-esque. And I guess that's what I was expecting. And, and that's on me because there's never going to be another show like The Wire. And I guess I just expected that coming from David Simon. John Barenthal as Wayne Jenkins, he's great. Um, I'm glad that Barenthal's a legitimate actor because, quite honestly, I thought I was going to get another per, uh, Punisher impersonation. But, <laughs> you know, he, he's very, I don't know, it, the way they, they portrayed him, like this guy, Wayne Jenkins, and I did some research on a real guy, and it seems to me John Barenthal got it perfectly. I mean, he just, he's so full of himself. He doesn't think he's done anything wrong. He admitted to several things but there's a lot of things he still to this day admits he didn't do he claims he um entered a guilty plea because they were trying to put him in jail for life and stuff like that so he's a bit delusional um and john barenthal i think played him perfectly um i think david simon does it again as far as showing us how things start um i think it was a second episode so John Barenthal, I don't know if he was new to the force, but he was new to the team or whatever. 
And first thing the guy says, everything that you learned in the academy, just forget about it because that's not how it works. I'm going to show you how it works. And he learned everything from this officer he was assigned to. And then when it was his turn to be that officer, that mentor, he does the exact same thing. And it kind of reminds you that they don't come in, not all cops anyway, come into the business or the system corrupt. They learn that from somewhere. They learn what they can get away with. They learn how to handle things on the streets. And I thought that was a beautiful representation of the police force is how this guy, and he hadn't done, I mean, he did some things probably prior to then, but he really hadn't gotten into um, basically the way it was at the end where everybody was arrested and he became the big uh, honcho there. So it's it just how things work. And I'm reminded, I guess I drew a blank there because I'm reminded of my days in the call center when you're training. I've done it both as a trainer and as a mentor on the floor. And when you're training people in the training room, you tell train them basically the correct way to doing things. But as soon as they hit the floor, they'll sit with their mentor like I was. And I'm like, okay, whatever they told you downstairs, we don't do it like that. This is how we do it in real life. And that's how it was with the police force. At the time, I didn't really think that I was creating a rep that's going to do the things like I did and maybe even take it even further. And I think that's what happened here. And the guy who ever mentored um, uh, Wayne Jenkins didn't know that he was going to be the one that mentors this guy who was one of the most corrupt officials in the police force, him and his uh, gun trace task force team. And so it's just funny how they show that because I'm sure it still goes on to this day and all police departments like, hey, I know what you learned at the academy, but this is how we do it for real. And then they show them how to get around things. And then some people such as Wayne Jenkins just takes it to the next level. Um, another part of the film and probably this is probably going to be my favorite scene is when they're trying to do a, uh, get a jury together. And so, you know, they grab a bunch of jury and then they'll interview the jurors. Every last one of them that they interviewed had an issue or running with the cop that made them distrust the cops. And then the judge just asked in general, how many people have had a run-in with the cop that's going to make them, you know, not be able to serve on his jury? And just like majority of the room raised their hand. The police were out of control in Baltimore back then. And I know we talk about it. It's like that in other cities, but they really show that. I mean, that many people, they were at one point where they said like, a majority of the population has had a run in and been arrested with the police. And then the way that these guys were doing it is they knew these were wrongful arrests and they would make them sign paperwork saying, we'll drop all the charges, um, but you can't sue. And most people who wanted to get out of jail, yeah, they'll sign anything to get out of jail. So they were wrongfully arrested. I don't know if, how the stat line works. Does it count as a stat if they're let go? I don't know. But they're wrongfully arrested and they get the charges dropped on them if they were signed paperwork not to sue. And most of them don't read that stuff. They're like, just sign here so you can get out of here. And they lost their ability to sue, which is crazy. I don't see how, <laughs> you know, and, you know, I know there's a lot of police forces out there, but just they really make Baltimore police just seem like the most corruptible people on the planet. It's crazy. 
excellent series from that um perspective and then they showed the freddie gray protests as well and what went on there and i like how wayne jenkins you know he's all hyped up about it he's getting in the front line and things like that you know it brings to light the other protests that went on especially george floyd and others and you start to see how people are just have they're tired they're, they have enough they've you know had enough of what's going on and it basically shows this and the gun trace task force yeah they were tolerated by the officials because what they were doing is they were getting a lot of dope on the table a lot of guns on the table a lot of cash on the table but the difference is they were taking the cash they were taking the dope selling it on the streets you know they were doing and they were doing things a lot of illegal searches robbing people they, they were just out of control and it reminds me and yes this is going to be a shameless plug here if you like that type of thing i wrote a book called this is america and it addresses a lot of that how the police force has these certain groups that they let do a little too much and basically go above and beyond certain things to be able to get the job done as long as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And they basically do a lot of dirt, just like these cops. And there's a um, also another thing in the book where there are a group of people who are tired of it and they're fighting back. And so you have basically the corrupt cops and the quote unquote vigilantes basically button heads um, on the street. So that's what my book is about. And this similarly takes that same concept of this group of police who are basically just running the streets. Like they say, we own this city and they did, they were stealing um, cash from people. They were um, doing a lot of fraudulent overtime, which they ended up getting caught for. It was just everything that they were doing. These people were just the most corrupt people. And then <laughs> at the end of the series, they give a story of what happened. The mayor ended up being caught up on fraud and ended up serving time. The new police commissioner they brought in, I think they said he was there for another nine months before he got caught up with fraud. It's like the cycle continues. And I believe David Simon is like really screaming out Baltimore folks. Look at these series. Look at the wire. Look at we own this city. Look at the corner. How much more do I have to show before you people realize we need help. We need less corrupt officials. We need a police commissioner who actually can grasp things. We need police officers who aren't wielding their power around like a gang. And it's sad, but that's Baltimore. And because of all this, the Baltimore murder rate increased because they just don't have enough cops to do anything because a lot of their cops are scared after Freddie Gray and they don't want to really do anything, which they addressed in the movie as well. So... You know, this is a big system, and I like David Simon did that. He He's basically shouting for help, but he did shouted for help with the wire, well, with the corner first, and then he shouted for help with the wire. Now he's shouting to help for help with We Own This City, and nothing's changing. So I feel sad for Baltimore because it doesn't seem like anything is getting better out there. It's getting worse, and, I mean, the people are going to have to stand up. And so there's going to really need to be a lot to happen in order to – save that city so i discussed what i liked about the series i'm gonna talk about a couple of things that i didn't like about the series um the jump around storytelling i've never been a fan of that and what i mean by that is like at one point in the story you're in 
2017. The next moment you're in 2015. Next moment you're in 2016. Next moment you're in 2014. It's like if you miss a part, like you're not paying attention or you're looking on your phone for whatever reason, you'll look up and you'll forget the timeline. I've never been a fan of storytelling like that. Now, make no mistake, I don't have to be force-fed a timeline storytelling. I don't need that. But what I need is a little more cohesion. This one kind of just jumped around on every episode. It's just like you were in about five different timelines each episode. I think they overdid it, and it's fine to do it once in a while, sort of a flashback mode. But I think this series just did it way too much. You'll you'll kind of lose track. I mean, really, the only thing that you'll know is anytime that they're doing any interviews with any of the cops... Um, that are that they caught you're in 2017 when everything went down and then anything before that when they're on the streets obviously you're in a different timeline but I thought it was a little jittery I don't like storytelling that overuses this and I think that was a big miss Um, you're in the present then you're past back in the present past 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 it's just crazy and the only other thing I didn't like where I like that John Bernthal was you know, as Wayne Jenkins, I thought he was a great actor in that role. I think a lot of people in this show, I'm trying to figure out the way to say this. I don't want to say they were miscast. I think that, all right, so put it like this. If you've seen The Wire, which I'm sure most people who are listening to this have, you get accustomed to certain faces, And for them to turn a lot of those faces into different characters, I thought was a horrible misstep by David Simon. And I know he's done that in the past, like in um, The Deuce. He's used Method Man. He's used Chris um, Partlow. He's used um, Sabatka in there. He's used a lot of different people, but they're in a different setting. So it doesn't really you know, hurt you as much like a different setting. If you see Sabaka in New York, as opposed to Baltimore, you, you know, you kind of let that fly and, um, you know, met the man doing his pimp thing, Chris Partlow being a pimp. So all those people in a different city, different setting, it really didn't bother you as much. But when you're back in Baltimore and you see, um, Marlo as a cop. Now, I've seen Marlo as a cop on Bosch because I watch Bosch, so he's not bad as a cop. I, I get that. But to see him in Baltimore as a cop is very strange. And then you have a lot of the people like Old Dog. He was one of the um, people from The Wire who ended up being part of the police, uh, the gun task force team. And, you know, it, it just it really took away from the story because you're seeing all these wired people even donut i don't know if you remember donut but donut was the little kid who was good at carjacking in season four yeah even he's in here um slim charles is in here and slim charles is a regular citizen i thought and i know they wanted to kind of separate from the wire not make this you know like a continuation they wanted to make it its own thing and i'm for that but at the same time, you're using all the same actors and actresses from the show, and you're going to be, you know, kind of throughout from that because I spent a lot of time just sitting there watching, like, who else did they have on here? The only person who really did it was the police commissioner. Um, I can't think of his name in The Wire, but the uh, white guy who was under Rawls and the sergeant under Rawls when he was in Homicide. So he... 
his actor, he's uh, now the police commissioner. And, you know, I could see that as a continuation of his career because it has been over 20 years. So maybe he did, well, 2017, so um, 15 years after The Wire. So maybe he did move up in the ranks. Who knows? But he was actually police commissioner who got fired at the end of the show. But, yeah, the casting, I mean, and, and keep it like this. The casting, the people, I love them as actors. It's not like they were bad actors. It's just when you're telling a story in Baltimore, I want Marlo on the corner. I want O-Dog on the corner, <laughs> you know? I don't want um, even uh, Duquan. Now, I may be able to buy Duquan becoming a cop. You know, he was just a kid, but he was getting hooked on the heroin uh, last time we saw him in The Wire at the end. So maybe he got himself cleaned up and became a cop. That is possible. I will buy that. But, you know, old dog as a police, I really wasn't buying that. It was a lot of that in this movie, um, miniseries, keep saying movie, that I just didn't buy. You know, and it's just not because of the actors or anything that they were, um, you know, directed to do. But it was just these are a whole bunch of characters from The Wire. And he used way too many i was waiting for mcnulty to show back up to be honest with you i literally was waiting for stringer bell avon i'm surprised all them didn't get cast in this show and when you do that my suggestion to david simon like he's listening to this but my suggestion is when you do anything in baltimore especially with the popularity of the wire do not use any of the same actors. Now, he, it worked in Treme because um, Lester Freeman was in Treme and several others from The Wire. It worked in The Deuce like we talked about. Hell, The Corner was the original and it worked there too because, you know, really The Corner wasn't as big as The Wire. But when you think of The Wire, you're thinking of, you know, all these characters, and then you're going to do a same show back in Baltimore using the same characters. And what's worse, characters that were drug dealers who are now cops, you know, it kind of looks kind of weird to me. So it kind of took me out of the show slightly. And I really didn't remember a whole bunch of their names other than uh, Wayne Jenkins. And that was because John Bernthal was the uh, person who portrayed him, who was an excellent actor, by the way. And that's what we need. We need more people like that to be able to, you know, separate there. Jamie Hector, like I said, he's a great actor. But, you know, he's Marlo. When he's in Baltimore, I don't care what he does, he is Marlo. Now, I was able to separate it in Bosch because he wasn't in familiar surroundings and he was really the only one from The Wire that I can remember being on there. But, yeah, you got to really separate this when you're trying to make these types of uh shows off in the same city based off a more popular show so in the end what did i think um we own this city like i said anything with david simon is going to be great i didn't care particularly care for the bounce around storytelling you know and i'm not talking about people are going to say well all move a lot of movies have flashbacks yeah but and a lot of TV shows have flashbacks too, but it's not every episode is a flashback in a flashback in a flashback back to presence. You know what I'm saying? So I really didn't care for that. And like I said, the 
whole hiring of all the wire actors I thought was a bit much. But overall, what the show was trying to do is tell a story about the Gun Trace Task Force and the basically, really the entire Baltimore Police Department and to show exactly what's going on, their mindset, and how they were perceiving these guys. These Gun Trace guys were considered by many as heroes because they were the only ones willing to go out there and make the arrests because they said a lot of people were afraid to do a lot of things after the whole Freddie Gray thing. You know, they didn't want to be a news story and have riots and all that. But these gun trace task force dudes did not care. They were going out there. They were robbing, stealing, doing whatever they want, which basically means we own this city. So they owned the city. They were robbing the overtime. And that's part of the things they got charged for. And I did a lot of research on some of this, and they did it pretty much as accurately as it happened in real life. There were probably a few things that weren't, you know, exactly the way it is. They probably took creative liberties um, on certain things. But everything else, for what I read, basically happened just as this said. And I think they have a problem in Baltimore. Hell, they have a problem with police force everywhere, but they have a big problem in Baltimore, according to this show. And it seems like even with the wire showing the the how bad Baltimore is, nothing changed. And matter of fact, it's gotten worse. And who knows what it is now? Because that was 2017 that all this went down. So you're looking at another five years has happened. So what's happened since then? You know, they really need to take a step back and really figure out what politi- politicians they want to use because this is crazy. This is just enough is enough. And, you know, I think David Simon went out to show that enough is enough. And I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again because it is David Simon. But great series. Just pay attention to the message it's trying to send. And, again, we're not talking about all police. I think a lot of people get confused with that. Like, all police are corrupt. That's not the case. They're talking about these guys, this whole gun trace task force team, which were corrupt, the entire team. And you see what happens when police wield their power and do whatever they want. There's a lot of people who end up getting hurt, killed, and, you know, just a bunch of mess. So, anyways, that's my thoughts. What are your thoughts on it? Have you seen it yet? Are you going to watch it? Leave your comments below, as always. And if you want to check out some of my creative work, check me out at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. And I will see you next time on some more um, creative works that we're going to talk about. (laughs) And yeah, this is that time of year where a lot of movies and stuff start to come out. It's getting to that summertime, so you'll hear a lot more reviews from me on this channel, so stay tuned. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces. Deuces.